Cal, those can often swing things. Now, back to Bet MGM tonight. Here are Trista Crick and Ryan Horvath on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. Great stuff right there with Keith Smith. Give him a follow on Twitter. Also joining us in that last segment right there with was uh, Jeff Goodman as well, basketball analyst over at Stadium. Really good stuff. And uh, it is cliche, but the draft really because does begin with the second overall pick. Really quickly, you want to know when it's not your night? So we do get some good news. Uh, the Tigers do come back. They take the lead. All we needed was Jordan Lyles to leave that game for Kansas yes. City. Yeah, it is 6-4 Tigers. So we're looking good there. I also had the over, which I forgot about. That looks great. Cubs up 3 nothing. That looks great. So tonight you took the Astros. Yes. Hunter Brown on the mound. Uh, wow, they're already up you, to wow. – You, you want to know how the Mets got on the board? Oh. Your guy, Danny Vogelbach, hits his fourth homer of the year, 343 feet to right field, and he goes deep in the third inning. That's what you get for slandering the good name of Daniel Big Game Vogelbach. He's in great shape now, too. You see no, that? No, he's not. He dropped a couple pounds. Like, literally a half a pound? No, he's been doing the Peloton workouts. No, he hasn't. There. You're lying. Yeah, he's a big fan of Olivia. Uh, so what was your biggest takeaway from either guest? Because I completely agree with John about Derek Lively being yeah. the best big, outside of, obviously, the first overall pick, Victor Webanyama. And I'm going to try to find a market to cash in on that. So I completely agree. Yeah, Derek Lively plus 225 to go top 10. I actually really like that yeah. quite a bit. I also think it's interesting the point that he made about Grady Dick and how shooters are. Sorry. Oh, no. I did not want to distract you. You did, though. The Mets. On Five, right zero. Now. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Uh, yeah, there's zero. The, the, the Astros have zero hits. They did this to me last time when Scherzer was wow. on the mound, and I, and I uh, actually backed him. So he might be all right, though. All right. So, yeah. The bullpen. On. We just got to wait for the bullpen It's, it's, it's draft in. week anyway. Baseball, Who cares? Yeah, yeah. It's all about the NBA draft this Who week. Cares? It's all about the draft. Yeah. Uh, I thought what was interesting was his point of view on Grady Dick. We've known – and I we had this conversation with him early on in the season, along with I had this conversation with some people who were – Scouts and people who worked in front office for the NBA, different teams, during the Phil Knight Invitational in Portland when we saw Grady Dick, who was there. And it was like, Grady Dick doesn't have any playmakers around him right now. He looks as bad as he will ever look. Uh, his NBA stock will be much higher than his college stock. He's one of the best shooters in the draft. I think probably the number one best shooter in the draft. He can be a movement shooter. He can slash. He can put the ball on the floor, and he can rebound. He's not a great defender. So I think what was interesting was that, you know, Jeff Goodman had to say, listen, I think Grady Dick actually is going to rise when it all comes down to it, even though these teams are lying, saying he's going to go 11, 12, 13, because they prioritize shooting. And a lot of the guys in the top end of the draft can't shoot, literally. Like, Victor Wamiyama can shoot okay, not great. Scoot, no, not really, even though I told you he shoots 40% when guys go under screens. Amen, Amen, Asar can't shoot. Cam Whitmore can kind of shoot. Who would be six? I don't even know. Jer Jerris uh, Walker can't Walker, really shoot. Yeah. Anthony Black can't shoot. I mean, you've got a bunch of guys who are not shooters, and then Grady Dick sitting in the middle of it as a 40% three-point shooter. What are your thoughts on Taylor Hendricks, though? Because he can shoot. I mean, you know, obviously more of a forward because he's six foot nine. Sorry, there's a fly that just will not leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> I like him. I don't feel like I know enough about him, but I yeah. do think he's definitely a top 10 pick, too. Where does he go? Like, I think... I think maybe to Indiana. Do you think he goes before Grady Dick? I you do. Know? Okay, because, yeah, in most mocks. Yeah, I do, yeah, too. Yeah, I, I think do. so. I really I think want, he goes seven. The more I think about it, I really want Grady Dick in Orlando because I think that's exactly yes. what they need. Like, he shot 40% from three. Could he go sixth? Grady Dick? Yeah, to Orlando. I, mean, I wouldn't be shocked because 
like you said, he's probably the best three-point shooter. Let's just say he's the best three-point shooter in this draft. He shoots 40% from three. High basketball IQ. What I really like to Kansas is like off misses, he would look to push the ball up tempo. That's yeah. why I think he'd be a great fit with Orlando. And I want to say they were like 25th in three-point shooting, so that's exactly what they need. The only thing I disagree you know, with on him is like I'm not there with Jalen Suggs, and I loved Jalen Suggs. Or Mark Gilbolts or Cole Anthony. Yeah, I don't know about all like any of those guys, <laughs> to be honest yeah. with you. But I do like Grady Dick as a shooter, and as long as you're not like, I mean, I wouldn't want him to be like, you know, like the centerpiece of my team. You can't build around Grady Dick, but I think he'd be like a great three or four. The ringer has has uh, the magic taking Anthony Black at six, fam. See, I, That's that is where the they... last thing that they need is another dude that can't shoot the ball, though. But he can play make. He's yeah. a better playmaker than Fultz, Cole Anthony. Suggs? Jalen Suggs, probably. But do we know, like, Suggs is never healthy. He's I don't never know. on the floor. Um, God, man, like, Six to ten are very tough. I'm very curious to see also what the Mavericks do at ten. I think that there's some some noise around Taylor Hendricks going to the Mavs. Yeah. But they need somebody who can play defense as well. Like, I don't know. They is Taylor Hendricks a three and D wing? I would really actually to be honest with you, I think the Mavs, like, they need a big. They do. And like if Derek Lively's getting in the top ten. I don't know that he goes to Utah, although maybe I don't know. I, no, I think I don't it would think be so. I think it would be Dallas. I mean, it's just so hard to predict because I know it was at Duke, but he only averaged five points, five boards. He did average, you know, almost three blocks per game and he only played twenty minutes. But what are the Mavs gonna look like next year? Is Kyrie going to be on the Mavs? Is he gonna be in Dallas? <sighs> you know? It appears. It appears that he will. I he wants to be back. I'm curious also, they've got Derek Lively going eleven to the Magic. I wouldn't like that either. Me neither. They need shooting. I think Orlando has to go with a shooter in this draft. I mean, but the thing is, are you going to go? Because let's say Grady Dick's off the board, right? Yep. Would you go with a guy like Jordan? Ah, man, that's way too Doesn't early. Doesn't Grady Dick feel so. very much like a Utah Jazz? Yeah. He just feels like, dude. yeah, and he <laughs> can mean, shoot. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think Kobe Bufkin's going to go a lot earlier than most people expect. I really do. What about Jed Howard? Like, there's... Another Michigan getting dude mocked that no- to go to the Lakers. He's huge. Yeah. He's six eight, six nine. Uh, he he certainly has a really high upside. If the Lakers or the Warriors were to get him, I feel like he could be developing into something really good. But we're gonna have to see, man. We're gonna and, and same thing with Bryce Sensabaugh. It's the same kind of a deal where I really just don't know where he's gonna go either. He's obviously a first round talent, but is he back half like completely late? Yeah. This draft, like, once we get outside, I mean, really, to be honest, I mean, I don't even know who's outside going Outside of, like, two. 16? Outside yeah. of 16, like, after 16, it's all hell breaks loose. I'm looking at a couple, like, offshore just to see, like, the difference between, like, what BetMGM has and some of these other books have. So, Grady Dick over pick 10.5 is minus 250. Under 10.5 is plus 181. That's why I asked him if he, if I thought he could go, if we, he thought he would go top 10. Yeah, it's a good way to think. I mean, this, <laughs> this is where I want to. This is where I'm hoping to get my information from. What about Taylor Hendricks? Over eight and a half is even money. Under eight and a half, minus one thirty-two. Really quick, Anthony Black over eight and a half, plus one ninety-two. Under eight and a half is minus two forty-four. See, there's just not a whole lot that I really want to play right now. I love no. the Cam Whitmore going fifth overall exact because now under five and a half, you're laying like minus three hundred, minus three thirty in some spots. Uh, Case and Wallace over pick twelve and a half is plus money plus one eleven under twelve and a half is minus one forty one. You think he goes before twelve? I think he's like a top. He might be a top ten pick in this draft. 
Yeah, I think I saw somebody mocked him to 16 to Utah, but I don't think he gets that far. I think he'd go 9 to Utah. Yeah, I saw a mock to And I think Atlanta Bilal well. Koulibaly could go 16. If they want – if you – because what I'm looking at is this ringer mock right now, yeah. and they've got Bilal Koulibaly going to Utah at 9, and then they've got Kaysen Wallace uh, going to at 16 to Utah. I think it's going to be the opposite, honestly. I think if Utah can get Kaysen Wallace – they're not going to let him fall. I think there's going to be a lot more, a lot more interest in Casey Wallace than Bilal Koulibaly because people were just not watching Met '92 games in right. France. They just, right. I think he's going to go way more under the radar than Casey Wallace, who played for Kentucky, would. Uh, I agree. You what know you, the Kentucky narrative. What do you think the Rockets are going to do? Like, what do they need? You have Kevin Porter Jr., you have Jabari Smith, and you have Jalen Green. So they need a guard. They need some shooting, though. And you have Udoka, obviously, year one. So James Harden, that's not happening, right? I think James Harden goes back to Philadelphia. I do, too. Yeah. And that's what all the news is saying more And that's best-case scenario because, like, they need to rebuild. They have a coach for the first time in forever. you got a bunch of young dudes. I just wouldn't love that culture with Harden going back. But uh, so do you think they go Thompson probably most likely? Yeah, and like the question, safe, yeah. yeah, to be safe. Yeah. And I think you put him as the point guard. He's a shot creator. He's a combo guard. He's got really great passing ability. He's very athletic. He obviously can't shoot, but listen, like Jalen Green can shoot. K.J. Martin can shoot. You've got, you know, a bunch of other guys who can, you know, you've got Jabari Smith. You need a guy who's really sharing the ball. Yeah. You've got a lot of players who can put the ball in the cup. You don't have, a, a, a like, an unselfish player. I, you know, I wonder whether they would even think about maybe going Asar because Asar is an even better playmaker um, than Amon. So, yeah, but I do think they take – uh, I, I do think the safest pick for them is Eamon Thompson. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that Nick Smith... What's that number? Um, I can't find the number now. Like, off the board, pretty much. Let me see. It's Oh, never mind. Uh, over 5.5 is what I got. Minus 357. Under 5.5 is plus 237. For Eamon? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, for Osser. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, I don't have anything for Eamon right now. Nothing that I could find. At yeah, least. over five and a half for a, uh, Asar Thompson minus three forty. I'm out of there. Yeah, I'm no, not no. doing that. I'm good on all that. Yeah, I don't feel like I don't feel confident enough laying a big number with anybody in this draft, unless anybody wants to let me borrow fifty G's on Webinyama and I'll pay him back on uh, Friday. I don't I don't feel comfortable laying a big number because I think anything could happen. Because also, do you think we're going to get any trades? You think any big names are going to get moved on Thursday night, or do you think that all comes after? I think it comes after. I do. Do you think Pelicans look to maybe get up to three, maybe get up to two and trade Zion? I don't think that happens. I saw that Portland preferred Zion over Brandon Ingram, which I don't know why that would be. Um, I guess you could say that he would be electric when he's healthy, but he's just never healthy. Well, that's the problem. Yeah. And, and, like, here's the thing. I I keep saying I don't think he's going to get moved, but the only thing is he has no relationship with the organization, no, no relationship, relationship with, with any of his teammates. Right. Yeah. You, like, you listen to some of these interviews – I don't know, man. Maybe they do end up moving him. I don't think it happens on draft night. Maybe if they get off to a slow start or something like that. I think he's back in New Orleans, and I think that they actually uh, live up to the expectations if they stay healthy. I would rather have Brandon Ingram than Zion. Same. I know he's 22 years old, but like you said, he's never healthy. Problem is Ingram's never really healthy either, nope. though. But we've at least seen him perform on the big stage in the playoffs.